I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck has foils and attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. There's nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! Hello there. It's Obi-John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcasting. And boy, have we got a full episode for you this week. Uh, in case you're living under a rock, Star Wars Celebration 2023 just happened. At the time of this recording, just happened. By the time you hear it, it'll be a couple weeks out. But boy, was there a lot to, to just announce. Just a lot of just Star Wars just scattershotted at the fans. We're going to try to help make sense of it all and wade through the 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 uh, just just tons of announcements made and uh, and give you a breakdown of what we think you should and shouldn't be excited about. Uh, but before I do that, let me introduce my sole and only co-host this week, the man, the Chewbacca to my Han Solo, the the. Um, trying to think of other star wars things that work for us but that's the <laughs> the most accurate <laughs> yeah the uh the uh the Paz vizsla to my din jarin uh ladies and gentlemen joining us from somewhere in time and space perhaps via the world between worlds yeah look at me uh so so something interesting came across my feed lately what yeah. That's usually Scott Cox's thing. Oh, wait, that's right. Commander Scott is not with us this week. He's on an away mission and hasn't returned yet. So it's just the two of us this week. Uh, we apologize in advance. Um, uh, But relevant yes. to what we're talking about? Yeah. Uh, John, have you ever heard of Beetlejuice? Yes. If you say his name three times, he will appear. He's a bio-exorcist. Uh, I believe he's not, had about a couple skirmishes with the ghost button. No, no, not not not, not, not that one. one. Not oh, not okay. that one. Uh, so Beetlejuice is a star. Um, it is a red supergiant located in the constellation Orion. Uh, it is has a diameter that is one thousand times larger than. Uh, and they estimate it to be 600 light years away from Earth. Okay. Okay. Now, the reason I bring this up, the reason I bring it up is because lately people have really been talking about Beetlejuice and not the Bio Exorcist. So, uh, like probably 10 years ago, 10 or 12 years ago, uh, Beetlejuice 
ejected some of its outer layer. Jay. Yeah. You just said his name three times. Damn it. Sorry. It's your time. Ah, uh, man. Um, <laughs> Betelgeist. There you go. Uh, anyway, it 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 ejected uh, part of its outer layer of of its own star. So like you know, it's immense gravity in a star. So the fact that it blew up part of it and just ejected it into space is not a good sign. Uh, so scientists started watching it, and it started to dim, which is the first indication of it going supernova. And what supernova means is that it will explode. And there's basically two options after it explodes. Option A, it turns into, I think, a white dwarf. Um, and option B is it turns into a black hole. So that's that's interesting. And there's there's been people... I've seen it on TikTok videos and stuff. People saying, oh, it exploded. And it's like, well, I, that is not confirmed. Um, it, NASA it, is it keeping an really eye on it. Burp, basically, is what it sounds like. Yes. It had a, yep. It had a belt one out there. So, but what, we, what we're seeing is, is you know, it's, it's 600 years ago, basically. So what we're seeing is 600 years in the past. Which I find interesting, but the last time I was I was reading about it, the last time that a star went supernova in our galaxy was like the year sixteen oh four. So, so there you go. Some you don't see every day. Yeah, and I guess you could say we're we're gonna have our own little, you know, the law. Our own little what? You broke out black holes. You know, navigate Jay? Ma, the maw. We got to navigate the maw. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hello. Yeah. G- okay. We're going to we're going to do the Kessel run. In less than 12 parsecs. Less than 12 parsecs. Not if you round down. <laughs> Not if you round down. Anyway, that's my fill in nerd fact. I'm sure. Hey, that- hey. Well done, sir. Oh, thank you. It was spacey. You tied it into Star Wars. Beautiful. Well done, sir. All right. Touch stuff on the back. Uh, Not that hard. Oh, oh, all right. All right. <laughs> Don't want to burp myself. Yeah. Oh, once every 600 years, bud. Make it count. Jeez. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, boy. So. We're just going to j- jump in because there's a lot to cover. Um, so we're going to start with what I think were the biggest announcements made and the things we'll probably have the most to talk about. And that was on Friday morning, while most of you were probably still asleep, the Lucasfilm panel dropped. Um, first of all, I have a bone to pick with the people who run Star Wars Celebration this year. Okay. Uh, I don't know what their issue is. So previous years, the panels would be released on YouTube or streaming somewhere shortly thereafter they actually happened. Now, granted, yeah, things that were revealed like exclusive trailers or exclusive you know, images and things that were only shown to the panel, they would edit out. 
But the bulk of the panels themselves, the interviews with the filmmakers and the stars and whatnot, would be available. So even if you you couldn't be at Star Wars Celebration, you could come home that night and jump on YouTube and catch up on you know the panels that were interesting to you. This year they didn't do that, which makes this really difficult because I have to go on secondhand accounts of what happened during most of these panels, which is what my feed has been full with the entire weekend is is YouTubers and people reporting on what was said and then giving it their own spin. And it's kind of like a giant game of telephone. Yeah, because I don't know exactly what was said because I wasn't there and I can't see it. So some of this take with a grain of salt. Uh, but that's my bone to pick is is the only way I could see some of the panels was to sit through the seven to nine hour live streams from the Star Wars show stage uh, where people would come out after their big panel. They would come out on that stage and do a quick little five minute interview. Uh, and then some of the panels were streamed during that. Some of the ones that sorry, the ones people didn't really care about were streamed on that. But the big ones I still haven't seen. So so. Again, take some of this with a grain of salt because I'm going off of what the internet has reported on. And you know how that can be. Yep. Yeah. But you can always trust what you find on the internet. Yeah, it has to be true. Huh. So the, the big thing. Um, and I thought, wow, if they're announcing this on day one, I can't wait to see what they, they announce on Saturday. And no, they kind of blew their wad on Friday. <laughs> not one, not two, three new Star Wars films were announced not streaming series theatrically released films are in the works and these three films will span three very different very far apart eras of star wars which i'll dive into more later but first let me get into what three movies they announced and i'm going to start with the one that is furthest back in the star wars timeline uh, they announced, and none of these have titles yet, so this is going to be uh, here for mentioned or referred to as the yet untitled James Mangold Star Wars movie. Rolls right off the tongue, right? Yes. So James Mangold, it. if you don't know, the director, the guy who did um, Logan, Walk the Line, Ford v. Ferrari, very good, very solid director, even though I hate Logan. Uh, my issue wasn't him, it was the whole X-Men thing at Fox at that point. Anyway. James Mangold is directing a movie set to be starred in an era roughly 20,000 years in the past. It will be set during an era now known as the Dawn of the Jedi. That is about all we were told. So given that, Jay, what are your thoughts? The dawn of the rise of the return of the planet of the Jedi. Of of the revenge of Of the, the... Yeah. Look, I, I, my, my thoughts about the Jedi have been, you know, definitely explored on this podcast. And I, 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 you know, I get sick of seeing things about Jedi. That being said, I'm kind of interested to see this tale of what would be the first Jedi, I guess, is sort of what I gathered from the small video clips I saw. Mm-hmm. Of the um, interview with the, was it Kathleen Kennedy? Is that right? Yep. Yep. Is that her name? Yes, it is. Introduce them on the, st- the stage, you know, and they're like, oh, so-and-so is going to be directing the-, and then describing it. Um, I'm kind of interested, you know, to hear the story of the first force wielder for good, I guess, the the rise of the Jedi, what, you know, 
Well, and, and even then, so it's 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 and I'll I'll, get, I'll jump into this because it doesn't really spoil anything. But Kathleen Kennedy also talked about expanding the timeline, which is something we really have been waiting for them to do for a long time. It's something we talked about in our last sort of Star Wars study of the franchise, which is Star Wars has got to get away from this like thirty to sixty year period revolving around the Skywalkers and and yeah. get out of all that. And this is doing exactly that. It is setting itself firmly far enough in the past that you will not see a single character you recognize from any Star Wars. And it will be in no way, shape, or form tied to anything that came before or will be coming after because it is that far in the past. And it gives James Mangold a, a lot of creative freedom. Um, there's stories in the old EU that kind of deal with this, but there's nothing currently in canon that deals with anything this far back. And it's also kind of vague. So they call it Dawn of the Jedi, but like Jay said, it's, it's people discovering the force and how to wield it. So it's not necessarily Jedi. There may not even be lightsabers. Uh, if we're going to stick with the old canon stuff, they could be literally just force, uh, um, force forging, uh, physical blades at this point in the timeline still it could be pre-kyber crystal like i don't know and that's kind of what's cool about it um mysterious yeah the Mm. the little we (laughs) the little we have to go on is enticing um but yeah i'm glad to see them moving out of stuff that's tied to you know oh this is five years before this but it's six years after that but it's like enough like we're giving ourselves very clear birth Yes, and but I would not be shocked in any capacity whatsoever if there was some sort of tie-in to current stuff. I I hope not, but I wouldn't. How? Be shocked. I'm just gonna say that I don't know. I don't know how. I, I just wouldn't be shocked. Well, just, also, if you know, for what we know so far of this project and what we know of current timeline, maybe we'll see them setting up the Jedi temple on Octo that Luke goes to in, in the sequel trilogy, because I think they describe that as the first Jedi temple. So you're right. Maybe we see that. Maybe we get Porgs, but again, yeah, Yoda's not going to show up. Chewie ain't going to show up. The Falcon ain't going to be there. Um, like it, it, it's you know, maybe proto sabers if they want to do that, where sabers literally have a cord and a battery pack. Um, because you've got to show at some point progression of technology in Star Wars. Uh, I love Star Wars, but we get these eras that are like 30 years apart, and it's like they keep calling them Lenny and Falcon a piece of junk, yet there it is just outpacing every ship of the modern era. So, you know, you, you got to show a progression of technology somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you think. I don't know. Uh, again, <laughs> yeah, it's an it's an intriguing uh, notion and idea, and very especially. Uh, so James Mangold also directed the upcoming Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, um, which obviously at the time of this recording we haven't seen because it isn't out yet. So um, hopefully that movie is good, and this thing just kind of keeps on trucking into Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the next project, the second project. Um, the one out of all these I'm maybe most excited for just because of not necessarily this project, but because of what it could mean going forward for Star Wars uh, as an IP. See, if it's the one that I think you're going to say, 
I'm surprised that it wasn't the first one about the rise of the Jedi. But okay, go ahead. Okay. okay. Well, the the second one announced, or at least the second one in chronological order of when it takes place. Our boy Dave Filoni is making the leap from cartoons to live action series to major motion pictures. Dave Filoni is set to direct a Star Wars film that will be set during the New Republic era. Um, it's being people describing it online as it's the Avengers of the Star Wars streaming series. Uh, some people have gone so far as to call it the finale of The Mandalorian, uh, which Dave Filoni and John Favreau have both been very adamant. No, this is not the end of that. This is just the next step. Um, so likely we will be seeing Din Djarin and, and Ahsoka, maybe Luke, probably Luke, um, Moff Gideon, Imperial Remnants, probably Thrawn. Uh, all things we'll get into with some other projects later. But basically, all the things we've been building up in, in Mandalorian and the upcoming Ahsoka, which we'll dive into in a minute, and what would have been Rangers of the Old Republic that got scrapped, that I feel like a lot of storylines that would have gone in that show have ended up in Mandalorian Season 3. Um, but it's it's sort of the big, like, here's what everything's been leading to, and we're going to do it as a movie. Jay, what do you think? Uh, I'm super jacked because it to me it's gonna be like Jedi, but flipped on its head. So like instead of um, you know the the rebels fighting the the Imperial fleet and the second Death Star, it's gonna be these Imperial remnants under. This is just this is hypothesizing, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's going to be rebel lead or uh, imperial remnants under the leadership of Thrawn, fighting against the New Republic, and like basically creating uh, the First Order. Yeah, it's going to be the actual birth of the First Order. Which we again some sort yeah. of background because like we just got thrust into the First Order in in the force awakens like it's like oh hey by the way the empire's back but they call themselves the first order like what you know you want to know what happened after the you think everything's hunky-dory after the second death star gets blown up but uh anybody who reads the old eu stuff and let now the legend stuff knows that's not entirely true yeah so yeah and, and um, this but, is yeah great well uh, it, yeah i'm just excited okay yeah, it, it, like I said, it, it and, and Dave Filoni called it uh, the next logical step. It, it, and I feel like him and Favreau since season one of Mandalorian, because that's 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 what that's what Filoni does, man. Dave Filoni has been making Star Wars better since the two thousands when he did when he was tapped to do the Clone Wars cartoon. And I've said this kind of in jest, but I kind of mean it, but also I don't mean it with the cruelty it's going to sound like. Filoni has been making sense of weird and dumb Star Wars decisions for decades now. Yeah. Uh, the reason, I, I, a big reason, not the only reason, but a major reason of this current sort of resurgence and reappreciation of the prequel movies is because of what uh, Filoni did through the Clone Wars cartoon series of expanding on the Clone Wars and what happened to our characters that we know and love during the Clone Wars and really fleshing those things out. And, and 
because again, so things like uh, uh, giving uh, Anakin uh, a Padawan, which was with Lucas's idea, and they made that work, and he turned that into Ahsoka. Um, Lucas said, "Bring back Darth Maul," even though he's cut in half. Filoni made that work across multiple seasons, uh, shows. Uh, it, it's something he's been doing for a long time, and now. In the New Republic era, yes, a lot of people did not like the sequel trilogies for many reasons, some more valid than others, I feel. But one thing I, I will say, and I don't think anyone will disagree with me about it, is, is the sequels were not planned out at all. They were haphazardly thrown together. And a lot of things got thrown out there and never really explained or expanded on and it left fans kind of scratching their heads. Like, like Jay said, where did the First Order come from? Why are they so huge and no one noticed them before now? That's what Mando has been dealing with, is after the fall of the Empire, before the rise of the First Order, how do we get from A to B? That's what they've been dealing with. Um, Palpat, somehow Palpatine returned. That's what we've been dealing with, is yeah. cloning and this this whole backup plan of, of trying to clone a Force Wheeler. It, 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 it's all been building towards that. So I feel like this movie will be a very big, important bridge kind of thing between the New Republic era in Mando, which is kind of still early on in the New Republic, and what we know is coming with the sequel trilogy. And and the fact that they're doing it as a movie is awesome, and the fact that they're giving it to Dave Filoni uh, as a director, again, starting from cartoons, moving into live action, and now he's getting a movie. I love this because I've been saying for years Dave Filoni should be the man in charge of the Star Wars story group. Every Star yeah. Wars story should be cleared through him because he he, he, he is your Kevin Feige of Star Wars. Uh, him and John Favreau are your Kevin Feige of Star Wars. And I love every every step up for Filoni is going to be good for the fans. Uh, and uh, I'm just going to bold prediction. Yeah. I feel like somebody major is going to die in this movie. Probably. Uh, but that being said, Filoni doesn't. Filoni's not like Joss Whedon. He doesn't feel the need to kill somebody off every story. In, in fact, he's kind of the opposite. He he likes holding on to people. Yeah. Um, so we might see a big noble sacrifice, but yeah, who knows? Um, yeah. You gotta uh, think, this, you know, merchandising. Merchandising. Um, this this is the one that I am the most excited about um, because I love the Mandalorian. Uh, <clears throat> I I grimaced my way through Book of Boba Fett. We tried just, just for Mando. Um, we tried. Yeah, I, I am super stoked. Yeah, for something we're going to talk later. <laughs> a show that's coming out that yep. may or may not have a, had an awesome trailer. Um, well, that narrows and it down. I, yeah, right. What? Huh? What are you talking about? Uh, I just am really stoked to see all of these characters on the big screen. I want to be engulfed in the sound and just mesmerized by the, the, you know, yeah, everything. No, that's, um, they, they played this week's episode of the Mandalorian uh, season three, episode seven. They played that for a crowd of thousands of people at Star Wars celebration. And I am after watching this week's episode, I am immensely jealous of everybody who got to watch that in a big theatrical setting. Because I can only imagine how awesome it would have been to watch with the crowd and on a big screen, and like Jay said, with like proper, you know, sound and whatnot. Because um, I was blown away watching it on my computer at work today. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 
I'm very excited to see that whatever the culminating, not concluding, but culminating chapter of Mando and this saga is going to be, will be on the big screen. I love that. More importantly, I love anything that is good for Filoni is good for the fans. And I love yeah. seeing them and entrusting him, which I should have done a long time ago, with, with doing movie stuff. Um, and that brings us to the final of the three films announced. Um, so, again, none of these have titles. So, the as-yet-untitled film directed by, hold on, Charmaine Obeid Shinoy. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, who directed some episodes of Ms. Marvel and some Academy Award-winning documentaries. Um, this movie will be set 15 years after the rise of Skywalker. So it will be firmly in the sequel trilogy territory or post sequel trilogy. And the big news, Daisy Ridley will be returning as Ray. Uh, the only nugget we got for storyline is that it will be again, 15 years after rise of Skywalker and we'll follow Ray as she tries to build a new Jedi order in this timeline jay what do you think yeah. uh eh. okay i don't know anything else to that's, expand that's on that it. It's, it's, okay okay well okay that's i'm excited i'm ha- I'm, a, I'm happy for daisy ridley to come back as ray because i feel like she has not really been fleshed out as a character Yes, she was in three movies, but she really has not been fleshed out as a character. I wholeheartedly Uh, agree. um, I would like to see her get some proper arc. Uh, I'm curious to see if this will spark another trilogy, because that seems to be the the going theme is trilogies. Um, I... The the whole idea of building a new Jedi Order is kind of interesting. Um... But again, Star Wars is such a big playground. Mm-hmm. It it just really bugs me that our go-to is always to go back to Jedi. Yeah, I I, I, I think we'll be talking about that a lot this episode, Jay. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, so like, I'm with you. I'm very very happy to see Daisy really getting a chance to come back as as Ray. Because like Jay said, this character has not gotten a fair shake. I'm glad we're not waiting 30 years to come back around to Ray stories uh, like they did to poor Mark Hamill. Um, that's still my one giant regret of Star Wars, and they've yet to fix it, is give me Luke. Give me give me post-Return of the Jedi Luke. Uh, and the little smattering we've gotten in, in, in The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, I love. I want more. It better be in the, the Filoni movie. Damn it. Um, but so I'm excited for that. Uh, I would have been more excited if they announced that uh, Finn and Poe were also going to be back in this because I also feel like Finn, as much as Ray got the short end of the stick, good God, poor Finn. Like Finn was clearly set up to be a force sensitive who threw aside being a stormtrooper to become maybe not necessarily a Jedi, but to become a, you know, a heroic character. And, and they teased that throughout most of the trilogy, except for the middle one we don't talk about. Only to have that drop flat. So, like, I would love to see if we're doing a story of of Ray trying to build a new Jedi Order. Finn should be her first student. 
and and uh, come full circle on that. Maybe he's not super badass Jedi yet. Maybe he's you, you can play it that he's still learning and he's still kind of clumsy because that's kind of how Finn was in the first movie. Um, but you could play that up. Um, um, I'd love to see Poe come back. I'd love to see uh, Rose Tico, any of the sequel trilogy characters, because they all got screwed over with with movies that 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 did not live up to to what their characters could have been. Um. Uh-huh. Our biggest gripe of Finn is that he was not allowed his heroic sacrifice in the movie that shall not be named. No, that would have been dumb to kill him off in that movie because his arc would have gone fucking nowhere. Well, yeah, but anyway. Uh, yeah, no. <sighs> My only <laughs> quirk thing, and this is Jay, uh, I know this is going to sound weird coming from me, but I don't want to see Ray setting up a new Jedi Academy. Okay. Because that's Luke's story. Yeah. Stop giving Luke's story to other characters. Just do Luke. If she's trying to re-explore what it means to be a Jedi in an era when both the Sith and the Jedi are gone, and you have kind of a fresh slate to start over from, that I'm interested in. In finding a that I, I feel like if anything is going to carry over from the sequels, that was you know Luke's whole thing in the movie that won't be named. Was was the Jedi are just as flawed as the Sith were, and this whole Sith versus Jedi thing is what brought everything down. The Force is so much bigger than just light and dark, good and bad, Sith and Jedi. You've got to think bigger. Explore that more. That would have been cool. That could still be cool. Uh-huh. But if it's just her building a new school and recruiting students, we already got that. Stop that. That's a Luke storyline from the old EU that kind of got carried over into the sequel stuff. Just give that to Luke and make a Luke show about that. Um, bork, bork, bork. Uh, <laughs> Kill him, Chewy. Uh, sorry. Um, I, I would like to see that too. I would like to see Luke setting up a new uh, Jedi temple instead of um, Ray, because. It's not Ray's story to tell. Uh, I bet that if the third movie that had been announced was like, oh, we're going to take a look deeper into, you know, Luke setting up a new Jedi temple, you'd be super stoked for that. Yes, because it's a Luke story I want to see. Yeah. But, uh, but no, yeah. So I'm all for bringing back the sequel trilogy character. And giving them more screen time and more development and giving them a fair shake. I'm glad we're not waiting decades to do it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just, if that's all it's going to be, I'm not that interested in that story. Because I've seen that. I've read that. Um, so I, I'm hoping it's not what I think it is. And it's more of Ray trying to forge a path forward for force users in that timeline. That could be interesting. Because what was it? Yeah. What did they call the? I saw they call it. The uh, what? The, didn't they call it the Rise of the Jedi or something, or the New Jedi? So, so yeah. So when Kathleen, this is what I was going to bring up next. So these three films take place in very uh, different and very separate points in the Star Wars timeline. And Kathleen Kennedy said we've got to expand the timeline to keep moving forward with Star Wars stories. So. Very Marvel, like launching a new phase style. Um, behind her up on stage, they unveiled the official nine eras 
in Star Wars canon. Starting with all the way furthest back in the timeline, we have the Dawn of the Jedi, where the James Mangold movie will take place. Then we have the Old Republic, which is where stuff like uh, Knights of the Old Republic, which is not really canon anymore, but that's where that takes place. Uh, and there's hints we'll get back around to that in some projects soon. Then there's the High Republic, which is the era where the novels and comics are taking place in right now. Um, the One of the shows we'll get to in a minute, The Acolyte, is set at the end of The High Republic. Uh, then you have Fall of the, Je- of the Jedi, which is pre-episode one-ish. Um, Rise of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, The New Republic, which is where Mando is. Rise of the First Order, which is where the sequels were set. And then The New Jedi Order, which is where the... Um, new Ray movie will be set in. I heard, I, heard the word, I heard the word Jedi a lot. I'm not... I... Dawn of the Jedi, Old Republic, High Republic, Fall of the Jedi, Rise of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, New Republic, Rise of the First Order, New Jedi. There's a lot, a lot of Republic in there. Yeah, Republican Jedi. Yeah. Disney. Jedi of the... Old New Jedi of the not-so-long-ago Republic. That's what the is. resurgence of the old Jedi from the new Republic Jedi Empire. What? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, well, I guess we'll have to see. We'll have to see what's up with that. So, Yeah, I love that we're expanding the timeline and getting into new eras. That's all cool. I love we're getting back to Star Wars on, on screen. That's also, too. Um, one thing that did worry me, uh, and I'm glad to see that they, they addressed in this, um, is that uh, Kathleen Kennedy kind of gave everyone a reassurance. There have been a lot of Star Wars movie projects announced <laughs> the last several years. Um, let me give you a quick update. The Kevin Feige Star Wars movie is not happening. The Ryan Johnson trilogy is not happening. Uh, the uh, Benny, Benioff and Weiss uh, trilogy film, whatever, is not happening. Rogue Squadron is probably dead. And the Taika Waititi movie is they stay still in development, but it's probably not happening. Um, so she assured us that these three projects are, uh, quote, pretty well along, unquote, in, in into um, not production, but like planning phase. So these three movies had better happen or I'm going to lose all faith in Lucasfilm. If I, I will say that one of these movies will definitely happen. Uh, the other two will wait and see. Yeah. Like if, if the new Indiana Jones movie comes out in bombs, they better not cancel the James Mangold movie. And if, if they decide that it's more cost effective to do the, the, uh, Dave Filoni thing as just a streaming one-off movie to, to Disney Plus, I'll be pissed. And if they cancel the the raise again, if any of these projects get canceled, um, I'm going to start to lose. Uh, I'm just going to stop believing anything Lucasfilm tells me because yeah. they've announced a lot of projects that have gone nowhere. I, I the one that I don't think that they would cancel is Dave Filoni's. I I, I don't think I, they'll I, cancel it, but will it be a movie or will it just be dumped on streaming? I think it'll be a movie. I think they'll be like, nope, we got to do this. Like, I sure hope so. Yeah. Because at this point, if you downgrade that, people are automatically going to think it sucks. 
Uh, it's going to be like a Warner Brothers Batgirl situation. Right. Uh, what's that, John? What's the name for the little two wheeled uh, like contraption that people ride around and you take tours of big cities on? Two wheeled contraption? Yeah, it's like a little scooter. A scooter? It's like a scooter, but it's, you know, it's on two wheels that are next to each other and you lean to go and things like that. Uh, bicycle? It's a segue, John. I was going to say, oh. I was, I was, I was trying to lead you in. Segway. It's a segue, John. Segway. Yeah, but what does that have segue. to do from moving one topic to the other? Anyway, transition. Yeah, moving son on. Of a, son of a. <laughs> so that's it for movies. Uh, we're now going to go to what the bulk of the announcements were about. Um, and here's one we can actually sink our teeth into. We know it's coming. We've heard about it. We finally got our first look at um, uh, the new series that will be airing this August on Disney Plus. The Ahsoka series dropped with a trailer. Jay, what did you think? Never heard of it. Oh, okay. A, a what? A so- super soaker? Yeah. A super soaker? Yeah. Uh-huh. Listen, I've watched this trailer. I don't probably not as many times as you have. Um, I've watched it at least three times. Like, okay, here we go. Uh, I'm super excited because it's like, hey, let's get the band back together. Rebels reunion. Um, Rebels. And if there's any animated Star Wars series that I love more than anything, it's Rebels. I would have uh, to agree. And as much as I really enjoyed Clone Wars and Clone Wars the final season, um, which I enjoyed more than the rest of Clone Wars, and then uh, as much as I enjoy Bad Batch, Rebels is at the top of my list. And when in, what was that, episode three of Mandalorian? Of what season? I don't know what you're talking about. Three or four? What happened? Where, um, where Zeb? Zeb's in it? Oh, this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Zeb. When they showed Zeb on screen, I was like, oh, my God. They're, like, screen testing the viability of it. Not really, but, like, he's going to be probably part of it. But I'm like, man, that just gets me jacked. And then when you got to see Sabine and then Hera, I'm just like, oh. And then a yes. quick and hologram then, of Ezra. And then the, um, oh, not the ghost, the phantom. Mm-hmm. Flying around. Oh, You've yet to name the most important characters here. Uh, Ahsoka? Chopper. Oh, Chopper, yeah, yeah. God, finally. <laughs> the greatest character in Star Wars gets his due. Finally, Chopper. <laughs> He's not just a cameo. Uh, no. <laughs> No man, I'm I'm super excited for this because the show many times, and you basically called it. Um, this is going to be a rebels reunion with like the reintroduction of uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. So yeah, again, paying off stuff that was set up in Mandalorian, because um, Ahsoka when she debuted in season two, she was trying to track down Thrawn, and we all went, "Oh, the name drop Thrawn! Oh my God!" And we're the it better go somewhere. Well, it's going somewhere. Yes. So, like Jay said, um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead playing Harrison Dula, Natasha Liu Bordizo playing Sabine Wren, 
Uh, and a brief hologram, but I know he'll be in live action at some point. We got Ezra Bridger, uh, played by Aman Esfandi. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm sorry, bro. Uh, and then in news that should make fans happy, if you're a fan of Rebels, they officially confirmed that Grand Admiral Thrawn in the Ahsoka series and presumably in all Star Wars live action going forward will be played by Lars Mikkelsen, who voiced the character in Rebels. Um, now, I think the actress who plays Hera, she's the voice, voice actress, right? No. Of Hera? She's not? No. no. The, the other three, Hera, Sabine, and Ezra, are not the original actors. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I'm holding out hope. Maybe there's a cameo or a flashback, and maybe we'll see Freddie Prince Jr. suited up as Kanan. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, also, Zero mentioned a reference to Hera and Kanan's love child, who we know exists because of the end of uh, Rebels. Yeah. Not that I'm wanting the Ahsoka show to be just Rebels 2.0, um, but they tied those you know, Ahsoka and, and the Rebels characters quite closely together. So uh, anyway, that was all cool. That's all great. Uh, but let's break down some stuff that was new, some stuff that we did not know was coming, uh, and some stuff. I don't know about you, but it kind of floored me, Jay. We got some new villains in this set. We've got some new bad guys. Yes. We've got... Uh, played by Ray Stevenson, Balin Skull, and played by Ivana, I can't pronounce his name, Sokno. Uh, I can't read my own handwriting. Hati, something. Potentially the first canon Dark Jedi. Not Sith, Dark Jedi. Something from the old EU shit back in the 90s. Um this is the rabbit hole I have fallen down is, oh my God, who was that? I want to know everything right now because like, I'm sorry, but Ray Stevenson uh, with the white hair and the beard and the armor and the black outfit and the maybe orange lightsaber. Uh, I like everything about this. He looks like evil Obi-Wan. Please tell me more. Uh, and, and he has an apprentice with him who is, is clad in kind of whitish gray robes and has a Padawan thing and also has kind of a reddish orange lightsaber and, and people are going nuts because in the trailer they name dropped Heir to the Empire, which is one of the greatest uh, EU stories ever written. If you're only ever going to read one expanded universe legends story, read the Heir to the Empire shit. It was great. It was essentially the the sequel trilogy we should have got in like the mid '90s um, with with Luke and Han and Leia and all them. It's what introduced originally uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm stoked about these characters because of the the potential. And and Filoni is a Star Wars fan, and he's he's a a commanding creative force behind Ahsoka. And he is just as much a nerd for the old EU stuff as we are. And yeah. to see him get to incorporate that into established characters and to basically get to break all his toys out of the toy box and just create a story with him again. This looks awesome. everything about this show just looks fantastic yes more please um what i really enjoyed was the text from you that you sent after the probably like the 10th time you watched that trailer uh and you were like i don't know who this guy is but i and i feel like that's gonna be something we're gonna see a lot next year at lctc 
I feel like there's going to be a lot of Ahsoka series characters. Oh God, yeah. making their Ahsoka way in general, into yeah. Uh, yeah, making their way into the LCTC. Like it's going to be like Deadpool all over again. Look, I, I knew we were getting Rebels, and it's awesome to see Rebels in live action. Because there's still so many people who are morons. I won't even call them snobs. They're morons and refuse to watch Star Wars if it's a cartoon. Well, the cartoons for kids. You're a fucking moron. Um, if you think you're a Star Wars fan, but you refuse to watch the cartoons, you're not a Star Wars fan anymore. You can call that gatekeeping, but I just call it good taste. You're missing a lot of great Star Wars. So the fact that they're moving them into live action and all the people who refuse to watch the cartoons are now going to be lost and confused because they refuse to watch the cartoons. Good. Good on you. Go watch fucking Rebels. <laughs> uh, so I'm happy about that. But what 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 really got me about this, sh- this show was, or this trailer, was the stuff I didn't expect. I did not expect to see badass Ray Stevenson and maybe orange lightsabers and dark Jedi and the back of Thrawn's head. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the back we, of his head, oh my God. Well, you, you can show the back of a character's head and fans cheer out loud in Star Wars Celebration. You've done something right. Um, we also got confirmation that they did contact and reach out to Timothy Zahn as a creative consultant so that when they bring Thrawn into live action, they get Thrawn right because, again, Filoni's a fanboy just like we are. Um, the stuff I didn't expect the are we seeing them in the world between worlds? Is that the temple she's at at the beginning of this trailer looking for stuff? Is that because people keep claiming it is, but at the very end, we get a droid saying maybe it's time to start again, and that droid, I think is the same droid we see in Clone Wars on the cool five-episode arc where Ahsoka takes a bunch of younglings to build their lightsabers, and then on the ship on their way back after they find their kyber crystals, there's the droid in, like, the giant, like, Star Wars Ollivander's ship uh, to help them build their lightsabers. I'm pretty sure that's the same droid still pl- voiced by David Tennant. That's a deep fucking cut, but I love it. Um... <coughs> Again, talking about the old ways are done and this could be a new beginning and what does that mean for people? And I was not expecting all that. So that really kind of, the stuff we knew we were getting looks great and, and deservedly so. Like I wasn't, oh man, Hera looks terrible. Like, no, she looks great. Oh, I can't wait. Sabine looks great. There was some, there's additional footage shown at Celebration that was not released in the full trailer. Um, so possible spoilers but it's already out there on the internet uh in the extended trailer we see sabine lighting up a green lightsaber probably ezra's uh-huh. having a showdown with with the uh um Hati, the 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 dark apprentice lady give me yes just all of it like I, there's nothing i have negative to say about this i want all of this now yeah uh i'm not sure i can wait until august <laughs> i'm gonna have to but yeah it's gonna be a rough wait because we're we're done with mando next week oh are we already yeah the, the, yeah next week is episode eight and that's it oof uh, yeah it's gonna be a rough wait but uh hey let's move on to a couple quick shots real quick just uh, a couple things that popped up that we got to talk about but we didn't really know a lot about um so first of all andor Season two, we know it's happening. They're shooting it right now. The plan going forward is the the second season will be it. It'll be 12 episodes. Uh, Each three episodes will be their own small arc. There'll be a year between each episode. So what was going to be a five-season show is now being condensed to a two-season show. There we go. I can talk. Uh, 
I'm all for that. Let's cut out the filler and get to the meat. Um, it has a release date now of August 2024. So that's what we know about Andor Season 2. Jay, yay, nay, me? Uh, I'm looking forward to Andor Season 2 um, because I I really enjoyed Andor Season 1 because, I, like I said, I think we are too much into jedi and like the same sort of like stories over and over again that's the way i feel anyway i go play in a different part of the star wars universe i want to see the gritty beginnings of the rebellion and that's what i enjoy you know like i want them to pay off uh rogue one like we we know what Andor does in Rogue One. We've Isn't seen what he's done in to Rogue One, A New Hope. I yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm <laughs> saying like like to follow up on. You want more of that? Yeah, like I just wanna. I I want more backstory. I want K2SO, but you know whatever. Maybe I'm greedy. I don't know. But Jay, he's dead. It doesn't um, matter. Oh my god. Just I had to go there. I had to go there. Sorry. If Scott was here, he'd be all over you on that. And if I didn't call you on that, he'd be mad at me. So there you go. There. Yeah, right, yeah. I call John. Okay. No, I'm with you. If we <laughs> I am excited. The fact that we're condensing what was going to be four seasons into just one season, first of all, good idea. Great. Let's do that. Let's not stretch this out longer than it needs to be. But I'm super excited because that means in at least one of those arcs, we will be getting him finding K2SO who was the yeah. best character out of all of Rogue One. So, yeah. Um I I I know that he's dead. Okay, I get it. But at least we're getting more than just like one or two episode backstory. You know what I mean? We're getting we're getting full arc instead of just like here's a little taste, here's a little teaser. So, Oh, okay. <laughs> Apples and oranges, but okay. Bad Batch uh, <laughs> is getting a third and final season. Um, that's all we know. They didn't say when it's going to be on yet, or if it's already in production, or what. But yes, there will be a third season to Bad Batch, and that will be the final season, um, to which I also say cool. Uh, I don't think we should stretch stuff out longer than it needs to go, and if they're going to be done... I, I feel like Bad Batch was kind of already set with a limited, you know... Uh, exp- Taking clock, expiration date, whatever. Just the era it's set in. There's only so much you can tell with those characters in that time period before we run into, you know, what we already know. So yes. if they're going to wrap it up in one more season, cool. Um, I haven't gotten through the rest of season two yet. Uh, I, I don't know what happens in the rest of season two. And maybe... Maybe I'll say something that is going to happen in season two, but uh, it would be cool to see them like um, team up with uh, Rex again um, and get some more tie-ins with them, hopefully like fostering more of the rebellion. Because like I said, anything that helps build backstory to the rebellion, I really enjoy. How far did you get in season two? I'm on like episode six yeah, you should keep watching Bad Batch. Or something, five or six. You should keep watching. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, okay. I will. 
<laughs> that brings us to a show I was very confused about, and we got kind of the, a trailer was released, but we didn't get to see it. Um, this was one that I've kind of scratched my head about for a while since they announced it like two years ago. Uh, the Acolyte, uh, which is set in the end of the High Republic era, which is what I'm confused about because the High Republic era show, awesome, cool, let's do that. Where the Jedi are like Knights of the Round Table and the Outer Rim is like the wild fucking West and like they're trying to bring civilization to a part of the world that doesn't want it. Okay, cool, that sounds awesome, let's do that. But it's going to be the end of that era, which means it's going to be leading into the prequels so, okay, uh, told from the point of view of, quote, the bad guys, which I guess means the Sith, um, but probably not Palpatine, because I'm not entirely sure when this is set. He might not be alive yet. This might be Master, uh, what, what was the, um, Darth Plagueis, maybe? Darth Plagueis the Wise. Yeah, yeah I, maybe, I, I don't know. I the tale of Darth Plagueis the Wise. Um... Their inspiration for the film was Frozen meets Kill Bill. Oh. Yeah, I'm still trying to wrap my mind um, around. They've explained what they meant by that, and I'm still kind of what? trying to wrap my head around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what they meant by that was Frozen in the aspect of, so Frozen is the like Hans Christian Andersen story of the Ice Queen but told from a point of view where the ice queen isn't really evil. She's just, she's sympathetic and she's just seen as that way and kind of flips the story up on its head and then kill bill. And that it's a sort of love letter to seventies, uh, Kung Fu martial arts kind of stuff. So it's a story from a villain point of view. Who's maybe not as evil as they seem. Maybe they're just kind of misunderstood, uh, you know, from a certain point of view ish kind of thing. Uh, and the the overall tone for the show is seventies. <laughs> you're welcome. Is is seventies martial arts movies? Okay. So we're doing a seventies martial arts homage in a Star Wars streaming series, told from the point of view of the bad guys. That clears it up. That is, yeah. But again, it's a lot of big <laughs> concepts, and if done right, this could be awesome. This could be, oh, hey, look, it's a Jedi Sith story, but it's not the same story we've already, you know, already seen a thousand times. Um, the the actors talked about the insane amount of stunt work and fight choreography and training they had to go through and lots of lightsaber fights. So for me, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Uh, a, a martial arts kung fu movie with lightsabers? I'm in. Let's go. Um they did introduce one character. Uh, I did not write down his name, uh, but it is a Jedi Wookiee that is not Genji from the the um, Clone Wars and Bad Batch stuff. It's not him, and it's not Briaga from the High Republic. It's a new character. Um, so, hey, Jedi Wookiee in live action, I'm down for that. They also got uh, Junus, I can't Sutomo, Sutemo, the guy who played Chewie for the sequel trilogy and 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 the solo movie, um, who was super into getting to use the lightsaber and stuff. So there's enough elements to get me kind of curious and excited for this, but there's also a lot of really like you're really reaching here, and that could be awesome. That could be terrible. Uh, yeah. Do you know what would really help? Was that 
if we had a trailer. Yeah, well, if you were at Star Wars Celebration, you got to see a trailer, <laughs> which boggles my mind because I don't understand why you'd show thousands of people at a convention a trailer that you know is going to leak online that maybe is already on YouTube if you know where to look. Um, but you don't release at least a version of it to the public. That just seems weird. Um, I don't encourage piracy, but it's out there. You can find it. <clears throat> so there you go. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, uh, Hondo. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, my so, friends. Uh. <laughs> I was going to do a voice, but it, it, in my head, it, it, it turned from Hondo into Watto. So, uh, you, you want some accolade trailer? Mind tricks don't work on me. Well, I don't know what mine turned into. That was not. I anyway, we don't do impressions on this the show. End. Let's move right along. <laughs> the hell was that? Uh, a show coming out this year, allegedly, uh, that we still haven't seen a trailer for, because if you weren't at Celebration, you didn't get to see the trailer, uh, that we haven't gotten character names for, but we've got a cast list and some directors. Star Wars Skeleton Crew, which is said to be Goonies in Star Wars. It, it's a group of kids who, like, I think, take a spaceship and Jude Law's in there doing something, and I don't, I don't know. I don't know shit about this this show and i can't get excited for stuff i don't know anything about it i'm excited okay i'm i don't know i had no idea oh. i i literally I, I what like this show has been a giant question mark because like i don't understand what it's about or even when it's set or what's going on with it i'm like okay surely a celebration they'll put a trailer out that'll clear things up and there's also been a lot of like because there isn't a whole lot known about it uh, there's also been a lot of talk of oh, Skeleton Crew's a fake title. It's, it's really going to be about this, that, or the other, but we're, we're using a fake name, and, and, and I still don't know shit about it. It's supposed to come out this year, and I don't know a goddamn thing about it other than Jude Law did it, and they, they call it, it's like the Goonies in Star Wars. So, it could be cool, I guess. I don't know. Listen, if it's like if it's like a combination of like strange species that I find hilarious in together i'm on board like you know it's got like an ewok and one of those little droid mechanic things from like the rise of skywalker and the mando Uh Uh show um and then like you know like a twi'lek and like a rodian uh maybe a sullustin because we've only ever gotten one sullustin in live action why do i feel like it's going to be all humans and maybe one token alien character that's probably what it's going to be just you know, bring me bring me back another Sullustan. Or did there was there one in? Uh, if you're not familiar, you listeners that are not familiar with what the Sullustan is, um, it was Lando's co-pilot on the Falcon in uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, Nian Nub. Yeah, he's a Sullustan. Uh, was there one in Rise of Skywalker? It was Nian Nub. I'm pretty sure. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, bring me bring me more of that. Just, just go crazy. Go crazy with the the weird alien. Uh, yeah, yeah. In general, more aliens in Star Wars shows. Can we get more aliens in Star Wars, please? Can we? Yeah. Can we do that. Like, like I'm, I'm reading. I'm currently reading, rereading this the Han Solo trilogy. Mm-hmm. And man, the name dropping of different species in that book is crazy. In all those books, it's like, come on, step up your game, TV series yeah. and movies. Yeah. Star Wars in general. Yeah. You got you got all sorts of stuff, all sorts of crazy creatures that you can bring in. 
well, that's fun. Because, you know, then you're like, what the hell is that thing? It's a good yeah. thing. All right, Jay, the thing I know you've been waiting to get to. Okay. I know you cannot wait to talk about this. I'm super excited. Today, buddy. You ready? I am. We got a yeah. lot to talk about, so let's trap in. We're going to uh-huh. be here for a long time. Okay. Okay. Tales of the Jedi is getting a season two. Just fucking. That's all I know. And Jay left. Okay. That was me. Now that he's gone, kids. <laughs> Uh, again, I'd be excited about it if I knew fucking anything about it, other than it's Tales of the Jedi. Is it gonna be more of Ahsoka and and Dooku? Don't know. Is it gonna be different Jedi in different eras? Don't know. Is it gonna be short story anthology? Don't know. Uh, but Tales of the Jedi is getting another season. So I liked the first one, but it's again hard to get excited about something when I don't know anything about it. So. There we go. Look, my my feelings on the first one are are well recorded. Uh so I'm just gonna say if this was more backstory about Dooku, cool. That'd be okay. If it's more Ahsoka as a baby that I don't understand why we even needed to know that story. No, thank you. Yeah, I'll okay. pass. Um, if it's more of like what we got in season one, but with different Jedi, again, it's like uh, depends what Jedi they pick. I guess, but it's also I don't. It's I don't. For me, it's exhausting. <laughs> I think it depends on who, char- what times. characters we we have yeah. this entire huge universe to play in. And and we just keep coming back to Jedi. And like I get it, they're the ones that a lot of people are more interested in. They're cool. They're kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, and that's fine. But like, there's a lot of other stuff that you could do. Follow, follow somebody else just for a little bit. Just well, for, moving into our final announced project. Um, that's also a follow up. So last year we got Star Wars Visions which I thought was a really cool mixed bag. Um, this is sort of like, if anyone is old enough to remember the Animatrix, uh, it's sort of that, but for Star Wars. It's Marvel What If, but for Star Wars, kind of. Um, they're one-off short stories uh, told by different film studios and animation companies and, and storytellers that are completely non-canon. They're not beholden to anything that came before or after it. They just get to be, hey, you're a really cool creator. Tell a Star Wars story. Uh, we're getting the second volume of that on May the 4th. Ooh, nice. So pretty soon. And I believe like season one, this will all, this, this won't be a one episode a week. This will be everything's up at once. Um, they're, they're really promoting that this is a, a global group of filmmakers. The season one leaned a lot into Japanese and anime. Not that that's a bad thing, uh, but this, this season's casting a much wider net as far as creatives. Uh, we've got some so tons of different animation styles. There's some claymation stuff. There's there's one segment that looks like Wallace and Gromit kind of style uh, stop motion animation, which is curious. Um, so I think Star Wars Visions is a really cool project, and it's one of those things where they can just keep churning this out till they're blue in the face because again, nothing is canon to anything, nothing's building towards anything. They're just cool one-off stories set in the Star Wars universe where creative 
storytellers can come and flex their, hey, if I was going to do Star Wars, I'd make it kind of like this. And you just get to run wild with it. And that's really cool to see. So, Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed Visions. I invo- enjoyed that more than uh, Tales of the Jedi. And I will watch the next volume of them because I find them immensely entertaining. Because like I said, you have a huge universe to play in. You don't always have to play with the same toys. As cool as those toys are, you know, put them down and play with the less played with toys sometimes. Look, I'm going to say this, Jay. And I want you to really hear me, okay? You know me. I'm Uh Obi-Wan. I love me some Jedi. Right. Even I got a little sick of Jedi because I think every single story in Star Wars Vision Season 1 was about Jedi. And I was kind of like, wow, you can do anything you want with Star Wars. And everybody went to Jedi and Sith. Were they? I I am hard-pressed to think of a single story that didn't in some way involve a Jedi or a Sith. I know the first one did. The pretty sure they sort of like samurai style. Yeah, the seven samurai one. That one I again enjoyed. Not that I disliked them. Um, but yeah, that's that's yeah, it's it's a lot of Jedi stuff. Let's let's go a little go a little wider. I don't know. It is cool seeing go back and look again. (laughs) It is cool seeing Jedi done in anime like samurai style. That's cool. That Um, That was enjoyable. But our last two bits for streaming series, um, according to Kathleen Kennedy, the Lando series is still, quote, definitely still happening. No dates or details, but it's still in development. Is this the one with Billy D. Williams, or is this like a... They name-dropped Donald Glover, so I don't know if Billy D. has anything to do with this. I don't know if they're going to do it like... Uh, Adventures of Young Indy, where like we see old Lando and he flashes back to younger Lando. I have no idea, but apparently it's still in development, so it's not dead yet. And then, um, because uh, there, there were panels this year for shows that have already come out, and now that the show is out, we can talk about them in more detail. We brought you know, like there was a um, <clears throat> there's an Andor panel to talk about Andor now that it's come out uh, but there was a Obi-Wan panel to talk about the Obi-Wan series now that it's out we've all seen it and during that uh, Ewan McGregor floated out there that he's ready to do season 2 whenever they are so ball is in your court Kathleen Kennedy please don't <laughs> hold on hold on here's my one pitch okay don't set it post episode three. Set it as a previously unheard story of Obi Wan, maybe even Anakin, maybe even Ahsoka during the Clone Wars. Give me Ewan McGregor in Clone Wars armor, just going nuts on battle droids. Maybe he has a fight with I don't know Dooku or uh, um, Asajj Ventress or uh, Grievous. Give me live action fun words, Ewan McGregor. I'm all on board and more Obi Wan if you don't set it post episode three. Uh, yeah. He's going to save Luke. Or you take him off Tatooine and we don't touch any of that Luke or whatever stuff. 
Because the more you dip your toe in that water, the more you just ruin a new hope. So, yes, I that that was a big gripe with me with the Obi Wan series. Same here, buddy. Same here. Uh, I just I'm sorry. I know it's your namesake and you love the guy, but I was not a huge fan of the Obi Wan series. No, that could and should have been a two and a half hour movie. And we could have cut a lot of filler out of that. That did not need to be a series. And in fact, if you want to go that way forward, Kathleen Kennedy, you want to get back to Star Wars on the big screen, you know what name will put butts in seats. So you and McGregor guy, especially if you bring Hayden Christensen back again and give us them set during Clone Wars. I'll I'll watch it. Yeah. 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 All right. Final category. Jay, you ready? Yeah. Video games. I don't play them. Okay, then. Well, that's our show. Thanks for listening. No, this will be very, very quick. Star Wars video games, the long, lengthy history of cool and amazing and so bad they're good games like, you know, Masters of Terrace Kasi and uh, um, uh, Shadows of the Empire for N64 and Rogue Squadron and X-Wing Fighter and and Knights of the Old Republic and you know, so just great legacy of games, right? So what in the modern era of gaming do we have to look forward to? Well, first of all, the sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Star Wars uh, Jedi Survivor, comes out in a couple weeks. And we got our new trailer for that, which looks awesome, but so did the last two trailers. So I'm not sure why okay. they needed a new trailer. If they were going to be like, hey, surprise, it's out now. That would have been cool, but like, oh, hey, here's a trailer for a game you already know is coming out in two weeks. Okay. Um, They confirmed Coruscant will be a location you play through, and you'll be fighting against uh, a Rancor and some Dark Troopers. That's cool. I think we already knew most of that. So Uh... I'm excited for this game. I was already excited for this game. I've already pre-ordered this game, so I don't really know what the panel was supposed to be. I have not played this game, so the you first should. one. First one's probably pretty cheap now. Uh, all right, then. Um, the last segment is the did not mention at all. We did not mention at all Star Wars Hunters, which is a game being developed for the N- Nintendo Switch, a team-based multiplayer. Didn't talk about it at all. Star Wars Eclipse, an action-adventure-based game for PS5 and Xbox Series S, uh, which is supposed to be sort of an RPG-ish kind of uh, underworld bounty hunter kind of game. Nothing. The uh, unnamed Ubisoft open-world game. Nothing. And the Knights of the Old Republic remake, which they announced two years ago. Nothing. Well, thanks for nothing, Disney. So if you're looking forward to some updates on some Star Wars video games, we sure got a whole lot of nothing for you. You sons of bitches. God damn it, New Holland. Frackin' New Holland. <sighs> I tell you. So, Jay, that's a lot of Star Wars. Yeah. I think yeah. I know, but what are you most excited for, bud? Uh, I would say the Ahsoka series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, the hopefully, fingers crossed, please don't cancel it. Uh, mega like movie production, Dave Filoni directed 
super crossover event. Um, that's super stoked for that. I will make the all day trek, the 12 hour drive to go. Oh, see that. So. Yeah. Ahsoka looks awesome. Uh, it's yeah. going to be a long wait till August. Yes. Um, but hey, I guess that means they had time to go rewatch Rebels one more time. Yeah. I I will probably also have to rewatch Rebels to get back up to date on that before the Ahsoka series drops. Because um, even though I've seen it once for sure, maybe twice, another time can't hurt, right? Yeah. I mean, at least the last season. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just wish there's just one thing that I wish that they would explore more. And I felt like they let it go too soon. Okay. And that is, uh, the young Han Solo, um, story. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name who played him, but he I, I thought Aaron, that, Aaron I, I thought he did great um as a young Han Solo. I Yeah, the cast was not the problem with that movie. Yeah. Kathleen Kennedy. I would like to see more of it. I want more of that. Um, especially now that I'm re it's like there's <clears throat> there's so much stuff that you could mine from the old EU. That's mm-hmm. now the legends that about Han Solo, which I know they did a lot. Uh, they took a lot of ideas from the books and put it into the movie. But I would like more because uh, he's our favorite scruffy-looking nerf herder. Is he? Yeah. Or do we want live-action Dash Rendar? Ah, oh, that too. Mm-hmm. Give me both. Just mm-hmm. give me both. Mm-hmm. Shadows Look, of the Empire and you're already uh, name dropping Heir to the Empire and, and chopping that up to fit into your Ahsoka series. So come on, guys. Shadows of the Empire, this shit. Do it. Do, oh, it. Do, Do it. it. Do it. Take your weapon and strike me down. Do it. Do it. Unlimited power. Sorry. I am all the Sith. Sorry. Oh, I, come I, on. Sorry. We were all just I'm having sorry. a good time, Jay. I, Jeez. Sorry. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean it. I take it back. Uh, <laughs> well, there you go. That is our laundry list slash breakdown of all the news from Star Wars Celebration 2023. I feel like it was a lot and nothing at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um. But hey, what's important to know is Star Wars, the franchise we all know and love, uh, whether you know the latest series is awesome or it disappointed us or the latest movie was cool or it sucked, we all still love Star Wars and we also want to see good Star Wars. And the fact that they haven't just folded up and said, yeah, we're done with Star Wars. Yeah, forget it, guys. We're done. Like some fans keep, you know, just stop making Star Wars movies. Like, no, they're going to keep making Star Wars. So hope it's good, you know? Dig in, hope for the best. Right. Uh, And the fact that one of the big things we talked about during our last stage of the franchise for Star Wars was to get out of previously established timelines. Quit backing yourselves into a corner with where your story can and can't go. And we're starting to do that now. We're starting to get back into the sequel territory. 
which is you know completely wide open. Nothing is set. You can do whatever you want with that. And we're doing the other end of the spectrum, which is it's so far in the past, nothing's going to affect anything. Yep. Most the Jedi will be created. <laughs> That'll probably carry forward. Some locations, maybe. Um, but yeah. So they're, they're listening to that advice, and I'm really happy about that. Um, Dave Filoni is doing what Dave Filoni does and, and filling in backstory and making weird, goofy, stupid decisions in movies make seem like they made sense and giving us some kind of context and, and maybe making things cool again. It took him how many seasons of Clone Wars for fans to come around about the prequel era? We're only three seasons in a Mando. Give him a couple more. See what he can do. So, yeah. Yes. Star Wars. Star Wars Trek. Yeah, more aliens, more crazy colored lightsabers, maybe a little less Jedi. Maybe pump the brakes on the Jedi stuff a little bit. Give us some some proper bounty hunting and 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 you know Star Wars stuff. You know, get into that, man. Give yeah. us a give us a give us a Republic Commando movie. Ooh, give us give us some smugglers. There you go. Yeah, good times. Or give us the damn Rogue Squadron movie because that was an awesome yeah. idea. Yeah, that too, Rogue Squadron. God, give what? us that. Well, all right. That's all we've got for you this week. Thanks for listening. Uh, Until next time, this has been your weekly Nerd Alert. May the Force be with you.